Welcome to Matthew Barber's Thames Valley Talks. So today I'm joined by Ben Everett, who is the uh, Milton Keynes North Member of Parliament and has done a, a huge amount of work to raise the issue of knife crime in Parliament. Um, welcome, Ben. Uh, really good to have you here. The, the issue of knife crime, obviously, is is in the news all the time. Um, it's been a massive uh, problem across the country. And it, sadly, Thames Valley has, has not been excluded from that. We've seen a significant rise in, uh, in knife crime um, across the force area. And obviously, you've seen some of that in Milton Keynes as well. That's right. Um, well, thank you first for, for having me, Matthew. But um, the issue of knife crime is, is of enormous importance um, to my communities in Milton Keynes, and um, specifically to parents as well. Um, who really, really worry every time we have one of these incidents and a, a young person is involved. And tragically, too too often over the last few years, um, we've had young people uh, killed by knives. And that really is uh, a huge worry. It magnifies the scale of, of a parent's worry across, uh, across the whole city. Um, and it affects not just um, communities, but also in, in, in the case recently, a whole generation of school children have, uh, have sort of grown up knowing that um, last year, two boys were were killed by a knife in uh, in Milton Keynes. Uh, I think you're right. You know, we we both got young children, and it's it's a really really frightening phenomenon. We shouldn't pretend um, otherwise. Uh, and you're right to talk about uh, those uh, young people who were who were murdered as a result of knife crime. The thing that I think is is most terrifying actually about knife crime and and the reality of it is um, the difference between a serious assault and a murder may simply be a matter of a couple of inches and if you if you know if you stab someone in one place they will survive and potentially have life-changing injuries uh, and you you move your knife a little bit further and and you've got a death on your hands uh, and often it's it's actually just the the good work of the paramedics and and the nhs in saving people's lives that that mean we uh, you know thankfully don't see uh, more cases like that What's really interesting, I find, about the, the statistics is um, there's uh, we've definitely seen an increase in knife crime, and that's crime committed with knives. We've also seen uh, an increase in the number of people stopped carrying uh, knives by the police. And I think, you know, although I would rather the police didn't find anybody carrying knives, actually that shows a much more proactive approach uh, by policing. The more people that we that we managed to stop and successfully take those knives off the streets um that's that's potentially stopping those young people from themselves becoming victims or or even becoming perpetrators um of crime so but there, i think you're right there's a there's a huge challenge and and i say sadly it's been a, a real problem in milton Keynes. yeah that's that's right and, and i can tell you for, with absolute certainty that the, the the one thing that parents say to me is that they are really glad that the police do use those powers to uh, to to put in um, stop and search uh, section 60s so that the, you, you can you, you can control an area and you can stop people and, and search them for knives so knowing that the police have those powers and they are using them is is really reassuring for parents and, and of course it sends out that message to, uh, um, to to the people who think that they are going to to carry a knife if you carry a knife you are either going to end up in prison or stabbed um, uh, ultimately, over over a long enough time scale, that's that's probably what's going to happen to you. So, but you know, in many ways, if you're carrying a knife, it's it, it is it is too late. But it's 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 also not not too late to leave it at home or put it in the bin or hand it in, into into the police, um, because there's there's this sort of cycle that always spirals downwards into into tragedy. But the, we're in the middle of a, an, an operation at the moment um, 
uh, to do with stop and search in, in Milton Keynes. Um, lots of high profile policing, uh, high visibility stuff to make sure that people uh, see the police on the streets, are feeling safe. The ability to move those those police officers around is uh, is great, and the ability of the uh, the local police to, to make those decisions. Um, but also, we, we have to remember that that not all knife crime is is the same. And in fact, the uh, you know behind all of those tragic statistics, there there, there lies a, a different story. So, for example, over the last week in Milton Keynes, we have had three police incidents involving uh, a knife or, or bladed item, um, and all, all completely different. One was, uh, unfortunately, a man was, uh, was stabbed, um, uh, not fatally. Um, and another, uh, somebody was threatened with a knife and another was a, was a robbery. And these all have sort of different um, stories behind them. There's no real sort of profile, but they all get kind of lumped up into, uh, into a, a knife crime statistic. Mm. I, I think you're right. I think what we've what we've seen probably the most worrying trend is that that prevalence of people seeing violence and carrying a weapon, whether that's sometimes for their own defence um, or uh, or whether for aggression. But the, the normalisation of that, and and to you or I, uh, we we wouldn't consider that to be normal. But for for some people growing up in in Milton Keynes in Thames Valley in in Britain today, um, that is a sim that's simply a normal part of life and I think that's uh, there's absolutely a job for the police in enforcement and catching people but I think we do need a bigger societal change um, because there's a certain section of the population who who simply see this as normal um, and uh, and they don't all fit into that stereotype as you say uh, some some people will be um, uh, you know, nice middle-class children from families who who wouldn't think that they have a, a problem with knife crime but their child unbeknown to them may be may be scared may be carrying a knife that they don't know about uh, for what they think is their own protection and it, and it may end up turning out to to be a death sentence for for themselves quite yeah i mean car carrying a knife because you think other people might be carrying knives is bloody stupid yeah quite right quite right i, I think uh, it meant you mentioned about the uh uh, you know the fact if you carry a knife you you will be caught and there will be repercussions I, I think actually one of the most encouraging things is that uh whilst th there's always room for improvement the the outcome rate uh which is what the, the police call about you know getting a successful prosecution or a or a caution or some some sort of successful outcome from uh from an arrest is actually uh better in in the area of dealing with knife crime particularly possession of weapons than it is for an awful lot of other other areas of crime you know, if you if you are caught carrying a knife it is very difficult um for you to to escape uh prosecution uh, and actually the uh the force are very good at uh, pursuing those cases through the courts uh and and so actually yeah, the, the reality is yes if you are if you are caught carrying a knife uh, there will be a sanction you you are likely to be caught and you uh, and you are likely to to receive uh, some serious punishment so i think you know, getting that message across uh, is really important uh, a lot of that work that's been done in thames valley is um is as part of a thing called the violence reduction unit um which has been great to have the support we've had from uh, from the home office and we pulled together a, a team across the force area um, under the the police and crime commissioner's leadership uh, to um, to try and uh, bring about partnership with other organizations and ensure the police have the the tools to do their job uh, and that's led to some of the things that you've talked about so like the the increase in um, high visibility stop and search is a very deliberate tactic uh, to discourage people from using knives and it's quite targeted although it, it might look like a, a big uh, sort of broad sweep where we're just stopping people uh, actually they aren't generally random stops there will be uh, looking very carefully at uh, at individuals uh, why 
why they're being stopped. It's often the the response uh, we see from people when they see uniformed officers. They they look nervous. They try and disappear off somewhere else. Uh, is usually a good sign that they're they're doing something they shouldn't do. Yeah, that's that's right. And uh, and and again, that's that's part of uh, not only solving the the kind of the the end of the problem where they, 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 we've got people on the streets with, with knives, but also providing the, the community reassurance. And then of course, you, as you pointed out, the violence reduction unit is about reducing violence. So it's all that kind of, uh, the, the, the other stuff that is, uh, that is well, well before um, uh, people get stopped on the street ho holding a knife um, or, or with a knife on their person. Um, so yeah, we, we're, we're really pleased that, uh, that we've got this extra funding. I think it's um, over the two years it's, uh, 2.33 million pounds um, from uh, from the Home Office for the, the Thames Valley Force, and I'm really pleased with the way that it's it's being applied. And and of course, um, we've got we've got to say well done um, to uh, to Thames Valley Police in particular for for absolutely smashing the recruitment target. Um, Thames Valley Police uh, were uh, scheduled to have uh, 183 new officers by March this year, and that has gone up to uh, it's well over 200 now. I think by uh, mm. by uh, by June, so um, uh, by, by March next year, actually. <laughs> so so uh, so yeah, it's it's fantastic. Really smashed the target, um, and having those extra officers um, on the ground is 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 really part of that process of uh, of, of putting extra resources in, doing using the the, the funding um, and the tasking. Um, effectively so you know well, well done and thank you very much to, uh, to to everybody at Thames Valley Police. Well it's great to have the support of uh, of yourself and your fellow MPs um, across Thames Valley because it does make a, a real difference to to make sure that we do get that that level of funding and support from from the Home Office and from other government departments because as I say the uh, the work that's been done through the Violence Reduction Unit really is uh, multi-agency it's about working with the council it's about working with schools incredibly closely um, and we're, we're looking at um, you know revitalizing the program of schools officers uh, across Thames Valley we already have police officers uh, who work very closely with our schools but we're trying to make sure that they have a, a really consistent message to to focus on some of these uh, issues such as knife crime uh, to make sure that we get the get the message across because you said it's it's so often young people who are uh, not just the victims but also the perpetrators um, of these crimes and the additional officers uh, that we're seeing coming out of uh, coming out of training every week uh, will will make a, a big difference uh, in the long run if the if the the first tranche um, of uh, officer numbers that we were given is replicated across the whole program then Thames Valley should see 600 additional officers um, in total um, over the next few years that will make a big difference and that's over and above those who who naturally retire or transfer out of the force uh, there's always that churn of police officers uh, and it does mean we have a have a, a younger um, a younger workforce and we're, we're seeing that I was out on a, a shift um, just a couple of weeks ago uh, down in uh, down in Berkshire and it, the vast majority of officers on that shift were were new in service just a couple of years in fact I, I met one PC and she was it was her first shift uh, having having left training um, and it was great that she was she was out uh, getting her first arrest on day one uh, for uh, someone who uh, who was being recalled to prison, so um, it's it's brilliant to see such a such a young, keen workforce. Uh, and I think in the areas of knife crime, particularly where that high profile, visible presence uh, will will make uh, a real difference. Uh, one area I think is interesting because you mentioned the sort of community engagement uh, stuff and the fact that it goes way beyond policing. Um, a lot of people will have heard of the um, the knife angel. 
which is um, a massive 20-foot uh, sculpture made out of knives which have been seized by police forces around the country uh, or surrendered through amnesties. Uh, its, its proper name is the National Monument Against Violence and Aggression. And I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get the, the knife angel to come to Thames Valley and hopefully to Milton Keynes, uh, because uh, although it's a, it's a great symbol in itself, um, it also comes with a big education program. So uh, having the knife angel is, is one thing, but actually it's about being a focal point for a big month-long education program across the across the city to, to make sure that we can get into all the schools uh, to talk to every young person in in Milton Keynes and and their and their parents um, as well so uh, there's a lot of work still to do in planning that but I, it would be, I think it would be absolutely brilliant if we could uh, to get the knife angel to come to Milton Keynes yeah absolutely totally agree it's uh, it, it's about it's about that education that comes with having the knife angel about it's about bringing people together um un, under that uh, that kind of banner of anti-violence anti uh, anti knife crime and and engaging with people as the, the those really core messages and uh, and diversionary tactics that we need to be putting in uh, to uh, to sort of get to the root of this issue so i fully support that i think it's uh, it'd be a great idea for milton Keynes, and uh, and i hope we can uh, we can get it together. Yeah, that'd be great. I think one of the challenges that um, that the police have is is there are so many um, draws on their times, and obviously we focused a lot of the conversation this morning on uh, knife crime, uh, quite rightly, because it's such a, a serious problem. Thankfully, the the absolute numbers are still relatively low, and and most people going about their daily lives, uh, you know, thankfully, won't uh, witness or be a victim or be involved in any way in knife crime. But it's a it's a massive concern, um, understandably. Uh, there are there are lots more concerns from people about what might be considered more minor crimes, acquisitive crime, bicycle thefts, uh, thefts from vehicles, thefts of vehicles. Uh, and I say relatively minor. It might be compared to someone uh, losing their life. But if that's your your tools are stolen from your van and, and that's your livelihood, it's hugely uh, impactful. And um, although not currently a Milton Keynes project, um, we've received some additional funding from, um, from the Home Office and another million pounds uh, or so to run a pilot uh, in Oxford, which is which is really looking at, at, at cracking down on some of those uh, issues of uh, acquisitive crime, theft and, and the like uh, in, in really small areas and looking at what we can do, not just around enforcement, but things like improving CCTV, uh, improving street lighting, improving security in people's homes i'm really hopeful that there's some lessons that can be learned from that pilot and although it will need additional funding that you know that that is absolutely a concern of people in in milton Keynes. i'm sure you get that in your in your post bag or in your email inbox um and, and if i think we could roll that out and learn some lessons from those projects because a lot of that uh, lower level crime um people often feel isn't taken seriously by the police and i think that i think that needs to change i think we need to show that thames valley police can address the serious um and maybe the, the not quite so serious end of crime yeah absolutely and at a, at a neighborhood level that's uh, that's fundamentally what we need to be doing it's just making sure that it's it's safe to work uh, to, to walk down the streets and and thankfully as you as you point out, you know, the, the statistics show that it, it, it is. We are a relatively safe area in, in Milton Keynes. So uh, the more we can do to, to stay on top of that, make sure that neighbourhoods feel reassured is, uh, is absolutely the, 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 is going to be a great benefit to us. And I'm looking forward to any lessons that we can learn from, uh, from, from that pilot with the funding on the, the safer streets to, uh, to, to, to roll out into Milton Keynes. One of the things that um, 
that is, is quite specific to, to my parliamentary constituency is that we have this blend of, of inner city in central Milton Keynes and suburbs around the side of, of Milton Keynes, the sort of the north and the east side. Um, but then um, predominantly geographically, most of it is rural. And so there are quite uh, specific rural crime issues and concerns that, uh, that, that we have um, in, in this sort of end of North Bucks and, uh, and, and the Thames Valley, where we've got communities, villages, small market towns uh, um, and farms that, uh, that do feel sort of slightly separate to, to, to the, uh, the big headline grabbing issues of crime in, uh, in, in Milton Keynes. And we have things like uh, hair coursing and, and thefts from farms, including kind of quad bikes and, uh, and, and tractors and so on. We have break-ins um, in, into farms as well, which, uh, which obviously are because farms are so, so isolated, that's quite quite worrying. Um, and then we have uh, then we have things like um, uh, some sheep wrestling and, uh, and and so on, where there have been some uh, some quite horrific stories um, re relating to uh, to how uh, the meat from the animals is uh, is is taken in the fields. So the, there are there are, there are significant concerns around rural crime, which don't necessarily match the the statistical end of, of crime but really do matter to, to, to local communities and I have to say the um, the local policing team in particular the local PCSO up in uh, in, in, in uh, sort of the only area do do a really good job of engaging with the uh, the communities and making sure that uh, concerns are are listened to and actioned um, but I wondered if there's there's anything more we can we, we, we can talk about in terms of how the, the sort of the cross-border nature of, uh, of policing works in in the north end. I, I think you're right. This this issue of rural crime is a is a problem across Thames Valley, and it's a massive police force area, 2,200 square miles, and, and a lot of that is is very rural. But you're you're right. Your constituency is probably one of the most um, stark in the contrast between the urban and the rural, being within Milton Keynes Borough, um, you know that that vast conurbation, uh, but feeling very isolated uh, to the to the north of the patch uh, and i think uh, absolutely the the interplay with other police forces on on the boundary is really important uh, you know we see a lot of crime across the country if you map crime hotspots they will often appear on force boundaries because criminals aren't stupid and they they know the limitations of of uh, of police forces thankfully i have to say in, in your part of the world um uh, there's very close relationships both with uh, northamptonshire and with bedfordshire and and some months ago now actually i, I went on a rural crime um, operation uh, with the team uh, locally in your constituency and uh, and and saw the work they were doing and actually on that on that operation as well as involving you know uh, landowners uh, farmers um on on that they were also involving uh, officers from other forces so uh, everybody was out in force um uh, with spotters in place to to try and crack down on it um, I, I always find that um uh, I, I do meetings in rural areas uh, about rural crime. I said there's nothing special about rural crime, um, not because I don't think it's important, but because I because uh, everybody in Thames Valley, wherever you live, in the sit in the centre of Milton Keynes or in an isolated farmhouse in the, uh, to the north, you should expect the same police service um, from uh, as everybody else. And I think that's the challenge: is delivering the same level of service for all of our citizens. Now it might look very different. Uh, how you police the centre of Milton Keynes and how you 
um, police only will will be different. You'll need different tactics. You'll need different equipment. Uh, but we the the essence should be the same. We just need to understand that the types of crime that people were dealing with uh, will be different. I had a conversation with um, the superintendent who's now heading up the rural crime uh, operations for Thames Valley. And I think uh, in months to come, you'll see a much more sophisticated approach to dealing with rural crime. Um, I think we need to look at um, where our resources are spread across the force. So making sure that rural areas have access to four by four vehicles. And I know there, there is one um, up in your part of the world. Uh, making sure that officers on those nighttime operations have access to, to night vision goggles, that we make sure that our rural areas have proper coverage of AMPR cameras, for example, to spot vehicles uh, moving around in rural areas. So I think there's a, there's a much more strategic approach that we can take. Uh, but it's interesting, actually, um, we had a, a series of rural crime barn events where we will get you know, local landowners, uh, farmers, those interested in rural crime, uh, together with the police to, to discuss what can be done. The very first one of those we had uh, was to the north of your um, constituency. They've, they've been really popular with the community because they, they demonstrate that the police uh, really care and they get the issues of rural crime. Uh, and it's something we've been able to replicate uh, across Thames Valley. And I'm sure we will end up going around and coming back to, to your constituency and see uh, again in a few months time and hopefully seeing some significant improvements yeah well you're always very welcome good night or not brilliant thank you uh Ben, thank you very much indeed uh, for your time uh, today. It's been great chatting to you. Uh, thank you to everybody uh, for listening. And uh, there will be uh, more editions of Thames Valley Talks in the future. Thank you very much. To get all the editions of my podcast and to find out more information about any of the issues discussed, visit my website, matthewbarber.co.uk slash Thames Valley Talks. 